y'all niggas gon' be fuckin' with me I got two bad bitches gon' be rubbin' my feet I got three young niggas down the bus at the heat And all y'all ain't got nothing on me Ooh, now one of y'all niggas gon' be fuckin' with me I got two bad bitches gon' be rubbin' my feet I got three young niggas down the bus at the heat And all y'all ain't got nothing on me Okay, put your fucking hands up, this the fucking anthem Smiling cause I'm young, rich, black, and I'm handsome Not to mention wealthy, ass on the healthy Young millionaire, what the fuck can you tell me? Smell me, nigga, that's Chanel Cologne I'm in Europe with the tourists with no sell your phone Like, ooh, sound like rich nigga problems I hit a bad bitch with a fist full of condoms In the randomness of risky menages Like, get the head right, she can get what she want If it's fits, then flaunt it My trip like a faucet She told me she was preggo I ain't even take the motherfucking dick out my pocket yet The opposite, she want me to fly her so I cop the jet Must be thinking I'm a one-way ticket on a runway Dripping in my feng shui, sipping on a Sunday One of y'all niggas gon' be fucking with me I got two bad bitches gon' be rubbing my feet I got three young niggas down the bus at the heat And all y'all ain't got nothing to Ooh, now one of y'all niggas gon' be fucking with me I got two bad bitches gon' be rubbing my feet I got three young niggas down the bus at the heat And all y'all ain't got nothing to me I bought a Montclair coat for the times where it broke I'm a wed in the summer on LeBron James boat Front row, duh bro We don't sit on those bleeds Ain't your pockets obese? They won't fit in those seats Ain't we like a co-team? Nigga Shaq and Kobe Like back in 03 I was only like 6 I was like 16 But I can give a 16 I can make a bitch scream That's a bit extreme I got a thick ball, bitch, I call her Miss Clean My drip frosty like Halls and Listerine And we all all-stars, you hardly six streams Yeah, I had the ball hard to harvest these dreams Swear to God yeah, me too. No Harvey Weinstein. The coupe was lime green. My wrist was blinding. We party in South Beach for Robbies and blue cheese. Fuck does that even Nigga, mean? Just let the hook sing. One of y'all niggas gonna be fucking with me. I got two bad bitches gonna be rubbing my feet. I got three young niggas down the bus at the heat. And all y'all ain't got nothing on Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter. Along with my co-host to my right, my partner in podcasting, Emmanuel Bates. That would be the PIP, which is me. Woo! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You and know, now, real quick, before we go into it, Neil, I just want to comment on that YBN Corday line. <laughs> he said, back in 03, I was like six. I just never felt so old in my life to just now. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, YBN Corday's brand new single called RNP. Featuring Anderson Pac, that is about to be off his brand new album, The Lost Boy, that comes out here real soon. I'm um, really excited about that one. YBN Corday is probably my favorite up and coming young rapper. Um, he's a really smart dude. He's like really about the the rapping, really about the bars, not making dumb shit. And I cannot wait for the product. Not making dumb shit. But anyways, um, I'm gonna kick it over to E Man to introduce our guest tonight. Yes, sir. So. Known this guy for a long time. We actually reconnected not too long ago to ask it on the podcast. I'm like, hell yeah, man. Definitely love to have you back on. Or not back on, but on for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so to my right, we got uh, the man Gage Freeze over here. Yep, yep. Yes, sir. How you How doing? You? Not bad, man. How you been? Been been great. Good. I know. I, I feel like I see you every once to, like every once every six months. So I was in downtown Plymouth too. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> somehow, somehow I've traveled far and wide. I always come back to the post or something yeah something like that speaking of travel far and wide you spent some time in la recently right uh yeah i was living there for uh around a year um you know music production audio engineering sound design has kind of always been a passion of mine ever since i was a teenager um always been a big fan of music in general um so you know i was going to school you know 
did the right thing, got a degree, all that. And after that, I finally thought, you know, it's time to, you know, take some time for myself and really pursue a passion. So uh, I moved to LA to really focus on that. And, you know, after a year, I chose Michigan, you know. That's right. I, I, I was out there. Maybe. I was out there. I was I was doing my thing. I uh, had a lot of clients. Saw you know work with a lot of people. It, it was great. Uh, but I just decided at the end of that year, you know, Michigan's my home and it's where I want to be. And and you know, moving there to do anything music related, the way technology's uh, progressing nowadays, you can do that anywhere. Right. You know? Yeah, man, for sure. You don't need to really need the. To be in LA, you don't need the machine as much anymore. Right. I feel like it's not even the reason being is just more of a connection thing, like networking. Because I mean, yeah. you got, I mean, there's a lot of people in Michigan trying to do it, but LA is like the hub for, yeah. you know, musicians trying to make it or actors or, you know, whatever you may be, like in their entertainment industry. Right. And a lot of people move there to do the same thing. So it's really saturated. Right. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. But that's also where there's a lot of opportunity, too. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the way things are progressing now in the future, like anyone can make it anywhere. Yeah, you right, know, for sure. Like like with all these dumb little apps like Vine was or TikTok oh, or yep. you know, musically. Yeah, yeah. All these social media apps when when the in, the entire world on the internet is your audience, yeah. You can become a star in your basement. Yep, yeah. For sure. And, and that's it's gonna get interesting that's though. A lot of people. It's gonna get interesting with Instagram because have you seen how they're gonna um, start taking it away so you can't see how many likes? Yeah. Someone oh gets? shit! So yeah, really I heard about gonna, that. That's really gonna affect Ooh, the way someone, social influence. Someone else's Instagram model is gonna sure, be out of yeah. a job. So, <laughs> gonna be like, yeah, I wonder what they're gonna end up doing. Like, or I guess they'll probably end up coming up with their own shit, different apps or whatever. So right. we'll see that as like a premium service like, or something right, like that. Maybe see the likes or, <laughs> or people are gonna be like screenshotting their own shit and like posting yeah. how many likes they got. Yeah, right. But uh, that actually evens the playing field if you really. It really does, man. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. And it's like, uh, I don't know, it just seems like that way, yeah, it makes it more, I guess that's what the point I was going to make. It just makes it a more even playing field. Everyone's kind of like at the same level. And And if you're a small startup company, it's great for you. You know what I mean? Because you're not looking like you have five likes on your shit, you know, <laughs> like on right. everything until you get yeah. in a big spot. So And people are less fun. worried about how many likes they're getting on, on the photo and yeah. they're just, you know, looking at pictures, what Instagram's really meant for. Right, yep. for the content. Oh, yeah, for content, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, and actually also, I kind of like, I'm about the way about going things where I think you should be like um, big in your develop a following in your hometown first sure. and then see if yeah. you can expand your market to other states and cities and stuff like that. But like once you get big in your hometown, I mean, you could survive off living in your hometown if you're, if you're, the music's good enough and if you're big enough, like... Unless you're an industry like, plant. Like, look at, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> look at dudes like Leith Al Saadi, who's like basically just tours around the, like the Metro Detroit area and makes a living off it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the voice right. helped. He, he made it on the voice and got like third place or some shit. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can... You can do it in your hometown. Or right. look at a lot of the, the jazz cats in New Orleans, man. Like, I remember watching, um, there was a show called Treme, which was by David Simon, who did The Wire. Um, basically, I heard that's a great show. It's fucking phenomenal, man. So it basically follows, like, the music culture in New Orleans, like, a few years after Hurricane Katrina. So it's oh, kind man. of about the city, like, bouncing back, but also, like, just how they never lost their spirit, and they always continued to play music through it all and all mm-hmm. this. And um, it has a lot of actual jazz cats from New Orleans on the show, specifically one that I remember a lot. His name is Kermit Ruffins, who's like a real awesome horn player from there. And uh, 
there's a scene in it where one of the one of his bandmates goes over to his house and he's cooking a bag. He's cooking, smoking a joint, and uh, he's like, "Kermit, don't you ever want anything more than just grilling, smoking weed, and playing music in New Orleans?" He goes, "What? <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's the greatest thing in life at all time." <laughs> so he's like, "Yeah, he's, he's cool, man. It's uh, I would definitely check that show out. If any of you guys listening haven't heard wild, that shit, it's dude. great. It was on HBO. It ran four seasons. It was phenomenal. Had uh, John Goodman was on it. Steve Zahn was on it." Um, a bunch of other people you'd recognize from small like HBO shit from here yeah. and there, but yeah. So I mean, you can you can make it anywhere nowadays. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, LA. you really can. Definitely. And like you were saying, we were talking before the podcast. It's funny that like people will be your friend out in LA until yeah. they, you realize you don't have anything to offer it, it's, them. It's <laughs> What's definitely <in> for me. <laughs> everyone's kind of refers to it as like the melting pot of the country. Yeah. Like no one, very few people in LA are actually from LA. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like they have such a high uh, influx. I don't know if I'm using that word correctly. Like, just amount of people in yeah. coming into California, yeah, right. into L.A., um, and the turnover rate so high. Uh, people are just going there to make it, really, mm-hmm. since, since, like, there's so much creative industries there, whether it be acting or, right. you know, music. Right. Everyone there is just trying to make it. Um and they're dabbling at things like even when I was there for audio engineering or music production, like I dabbled in some acting. Mm-hmm. I got to, you know, be on set with Kevin Hart for an entire day. And that's it was like crazy. That's awesome. one of the coolest that's things, sweet. you know, <laughs> like literally from me to where Nick is over there. Like that's awesome. it was, it was that's so tight. tight. And the um, funny thing is too, that like, um, I just lost my train of thought. Um, Never mind. Go All ahead. Right. So <laughs> I was going to totally say something like, uh, <laughs> so a Beats and Brews alumni, I was talking to Juan Michael not too long ago, maybe mm-hmm. like three or four months back. Shout out Juan Michael OG. Do, 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 do. And we were at 734 Brewing, and I, th- I forgot where we were doing it. I think it was like some show we were checking out, and he, he just got back from California. I think he uh-huh. was in like San Diego or something like that. He went to LA for a little bit too. And I was just talking about you know, his experience out there and everything like that. He goes like, honestly, man, and to your point, he goes like, it's one of those things where people try to like be your friend just to see what's in it for them type right, deal. Right. But we were saying, uh, it's one of the things like, man, I like I hate when people go out to me and ask, like, hey, you, they find out you do the same thing. Like, hey, man, let's work. Let's do something. Let's mm-hmm. do like that. I'm like, dude, let's hang out first so I can get yeah, a deal. Right, that way right, I know right. if I want to work with you or not. And it's you always like one of those. what yeah. I was going to say, by the way. I was going <laughs> to say my buddy Chris had moved out there to pursue acting, and he was just kind of waiting tables, you know, taking acting classes, trying to get gigs. And he decided the same as you, like, enough's enough. I'm going back home. And he ended up having more success here. Right. And I think people always have, like, a raw idea of like they think that to make it you got to be on tv or in the movies or shit but like he came back here got like uh commercials with like jets pizza started doing like broadway stuff plays stuff like that theater and stuff like and ended up having a lot more fun and he would do he also liked to do like tell jokes and do stand-up and so when he came back here he was driving ubers and he would like test his jokes out sometimes on the people that he he was picking up an uber and shit people are like dude just shut up (laughs) you get a three star for this (laughs) (laughs) your joke was bad (laughs) but anyways Yeah, go ahead. It, no, it, it was quite an experience. You know, I, there was a lot that I loved about it. Obviously, the, the, like the weather was just perfect all the time. Uh, huge con is the traffic. Traffic's mm, oh god, terrible. The four hundred five is four hundred five awful, dude. It's a parking lot most Oof. of the time. But yeah. uh, you know, one thing I learned, I think, in moving back was, you know, 
when I was driving across the country out there, you probably couldn't have given me a hundred thousand dollars to turn around. Mm-hmm. Right. But coming back, I, I think I needed to, you know, leave my home state and live elsewhere to really appreciate Michigan for what it is. Right. Michigan is very underrated. It's I super underrated. I mean, it's it's one of the best states to live in. From an agricultural like, standpoint, absolutely. And up north is like so beautiful. We have so many yeah. beautiful places to live that are outside of the city. Well, actually, we're trying to move into the city. E-Man and I are looking yeah, at places right now in the city. So I was talking really about like last year was great because that was the first year I got to really travel a lot. Like I went to mm-hmm. LA for a little bit. I went to Denver. I went to, uh, I was in San Diego for a little bit after LA. I went to mm-hmm. New Orleans. So I went to North Carolina. Yeah, spent a nice. lot of time like just different places, man. Uh, Michigan's great, man. Michigan's home, right? Like, I home. honestly like I could see my. I'm gonna be honest with you. I could see myself living in the South, coming down the line. Sure. But I do love Michigan. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a great place to be from. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. generally the. I mean, our winters are a little tough sometimes. Yeah, but I think I I love it here, man. I I don't know if I would ever want to call any other place my home i i could definitely see myself moving around to different spots in michigan which i have i mean i moved like 10 times since i was 19 when i moved out for the first I, time I 11 <laughs> 11 close enough <laughs> but um the next move is what i'm most excited for me and him want to get to the city so we can start making more connections with the podcast and be music and stuff like that too, check man. out showcases yep. and, and concerts and stuff to try to book some people and stuff and so i'm really excited for that and sean our buddy sean that we're trying to get a place um with just started his own clothing company so kind of like want to mix it all in together you got this clothing the podcast music i mean you got a bunch of different stuff on that the place we're looking for is like a four we got this one spot we we haven't decided we're moving in there yet but it's a four-bedroom house we would probably turn one of the rooms into like a music like uh just like a creative workspace i guess you know what i mean so some kind of studio yeah but uh, anyways, on our podcast, we try a different Michigan brewed beer on every single episode. Whoa. This is the 45th episode. We have not repeated the same beer twice. I say that in the top really? of this every yeah, time. Yeah, we don't do that. Pretty, that's pretty awesome. Michigan <laughs> is number four in the country for beer. Yeah. I believe like, it. Yeah. I believe it. I mean, with uh, Founders, actually. Oh, we just talked about this last week, but Founders is actually, I'm glad you picked this one because this is the first beer in from the state of Michigan that's actually distributed in all 50 states. Oh, nice. Really? Yep. It beat Bell somehow, which I, I wow. thought Bell's would be the first, but yeah. Right. And, bef- and before we pour these up too, I just got, so I'm just back from vacation. I was on a two-week vacation and I went up north for a while and I wanted to bring a couple of these up to you, E-Man, because I visited some breweries while I was ah, up there. Ah, shit. Nice. Um, I went to Beard's Brewery. That was in Petoskey. Um, Petoskey, two, I went to two different ones in oh, yeah. Petoskey, Petoskey. Wow. <laughs> Petoskey, Petoskey. Uh, Beard's Brewery and Tap 30. And both of them were really cool. And uh, have you seen these new like electronic signs they have for breweries where it'll have the list of the beers on them, and then it has a picture of the keg next to it, and it shows you how full the keg, how much is yes. in the keg. Yes. So the first time <laughs> wow. I saw that, actually, I was in L.A. I was on a art. I was at Art District Brewing in L.A. And they had that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was the first time I saw it. it I've was, never yeah. seen that. Dude, it's wild. Yeah, it was, it's pretty yeah. cool. I, I've heard of this place that uh, I think it's in Kalamazoo. That they it's it's like a an exchange like a stock exchange they Uh have like you know the prices you pay for every drink or or beer or what whatever it is Uh and it's like a stock it's like a stock ticker you know yeah the uh it'll it'll be like you know dow jones is like d-o-w right right it'll be like d-o-w you know this this beer's running low on its like keg volume or whatever, uh-huh. so they're raising the price. Oh, that's it's, sweet. You know, that's it's like cool. su- a supply yeah, and demand. That's pretty cool. Thing, I like so. that. That's wild. Okay. That's cool. Oh, and 
I want to throw in it. If we do get that house, we're directly across the street from a brewery. Yeah, that's true. They're that's putting, true. They turn yeah, nice. they're turning this church into a brewery, like in the place we're looking at. And I'm oh, like, holy oh. shit! It's like right there. And that's then, awesome, yeah. dude. I was pissed too because we've had their beer on our podcast, and my my mom was feeling sick, so we couldn't go inside. But we drove up to the Sheboygan uh, brewery too. Blood orange, like, I'm man. Go there and get one of these blood oranges. My blood oranges. Like, that's my go to beer. I know. Yeah, I liked it too. But um. Yeah, I guess I can introduce the beer that we got this week since I went and bought it. It is called Green Zebra from Founders. And it is a uh, ghost-style ale brewed with watermelon and sea salt. Watermelon and sea salt. Yeah, so it should have like that little sour kick to it. I'm I'm, I'm excited, man. And then uh, the... So the untapped breakdown, what it says is subtly sour with a little sweet. This ale is a refreshing take on a nearly extinct German-style ghost. Watermelon is the highlight of this lightly hopped treat that gives it a hint of satisfying juiciness. The soft mouthfeel, pause, and dry finish <laughs> come courtesy of addition of sea salt, a traditional ghost ingredient. <laughs> and uh, on our podcast, while we're pouring up the beers and enjoying a little taste of it, we usually play um, like a song or music by the, the guest that's on there. And I was going through your SoundCloud a little bit, and I found this cover, well, I guess a cover slash remix of Starboy by The Weeknd. Um, and it's got, what is the girl? Kelsey. Kelsey Heights. Kelsey Heights. Yeah. Um, singing on it. And I thought her, I always like when a guy covers a girl's song or a girl covers a guy's song. It's nice yeah. to have like the opposite. Oh, you know what? On it. Not to, uh, you know, steal it away from you. No, but, go for it. But Kelsey did an amazing cover of, well, I thought it was really amazing of Passion Fruit by Drake. Oh, really? Play that, that one? one. Okay. And that's, that's right up the alley of, you know, her. Let's, a, let's, a girl covering a guy song. I think I saw it's that on, on there. Here, so let's look at that. And real I just quick. I just love that one because it's so minimalistic. Okay, I think we let's got a do piano that and that's it. I love that Drake song. I actually had my yeah. my eighty seven year old grandmother tapping her feet to that song while we were up north. So I, that <laughs> is just a really good song. <laughs> it's I a great song, song, man. I kind of like when Drake's in that little like chill singy song right. vibe like that. But uh, yeah, so without further ado, here is Passion Fruit covered by Kelsey Heights, produced the remix by Gage Freeze. Sorry, I had it turned down.
chances just leave it for now they keep falling apart passionate from miles away passive with the things you say passing up on my always i can't blame you now bit of passion fruit or a lot of bit of passion fruit i should say <laughs> here's the thing i never actually liked the original drake song i'll come out and say that right now really i like that version though that's a sweet lot, man actually. I, I appreciate a stripped down version like that sometimes that just like haunts me to my <laughs> to my bones man i love that shit with like the reverb on her voice she's got a really pretty voice too I like that a lot. Um, You're like, you ever heard the operatic version of Smells Like Teen Spirit? No. no. They, they played it for like, you remember that Montage of Heck documentary that came out not too long ago? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they had like the opera, like the like the opera choir version mm. of Smells Like Teen Spirit, and it was yeah. so creepy, yeah. but it was so good. Yeah. I don't know, it just gave me that vibe. It was it, This was way more like upbeat, I would say, but this that gave me like a similar vibe to that. Mm. Like, where it's I just feel like, like she's got a good voice, voice for... Infliction, or it, was, it, mm. it, was, it was good. Man. She's got a good voice for headphones, bro. Just mm-hmm. vibe out to that on some headphones, man. Oh, man, that's really nice. I like that. What are you guys speaking of passion fruit? What do you think about this passion fruity fruit. ass beer that we're drinking? Holy I shit! Like it's, not, it. <laughs> it's not passion fruit. It's, not passion it's definitely fruit uh, they say a subtle sour. I wouldn't say a subtle. It's a little it's bit, a little bit sour kick, all, bro. I mean, it's only ten by BU, so it's not really that on that bitter side. No, it's four point six ABV, so it's definitely drinkable. You know what makes so, it yeah. good though is that like salty aftertaste. Yeah, that sea salt. Like that. Yeah, salt. I like yeah. that in there. I think it's a, that's yeah, a good. Yeah, that's I'm why it's hints dangerous. I'm getting hints of beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this one's definitely a beer. Yeah. This one's definitely a beer. It's like, Dude, you, I mean, might teeter on sour these days. Dude, but yeah. You sound like me, man. That's how I always no. am. I'm like, yeah, I think it tastes pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's got a uh, a smoky uh, something to it. Uh, the hop, no, no the hop I, can ta- aroma. I can definitely taste both the watermelon and the sea salt. And it actually, I, I didn't come into it thinking it was going to be good but yeah. i love it actually yeah my ex kayla was a sommelier she was like really into wine and all that and when we were dating she would always get me to like try these different wines and stuff and i like wine i don't know shit about it but um she'd always be like tell me what you take she just want to like test yeah. me like see if i could pick up anything i'm like you know it kind of tastes like grapes and booze you know <laughs> yeah this know. this one's uh it tastes like a red to me yeah Not like so for my job like the sommelier that's the wine version the beer one is called the cicerone which i gotta take for my job so yeah. that's the only reason right. i yeah i have to do all this shit so yeah. <laughs> yeah cicerone what is that so it's a certification it's a beer it's a certified like beer server like i know like a lot of places like founders and yeah. bells and stuff like that you have to be a certified beer server that's Right. level one there's four different levels okay it just gets increasingly harder every like body working like stuff like that basic stuff in the beer industry has to take at least level one okay then level two is a little bit more complex and then three and four is like the master levels mm. so, so it's like black karate black belt yeah it's, like, yeah exactly some real uh cool. some fight club type shit yeah we might have to have a wine episode speaking of kayla she's moving back i was just talking to her the other day and she's moving back to michigan soon. only if it's a michigan based one. Oh yeah of course she's we, moving we, back we, to michigan yeah, yeah, you know the shit. Saying, she went to the west coast too although i think she was in a i think she was in like portland oregon and uh 
I think she was in Portland, I want to say. Don't okay. don't quote me on that. But shout out to Kayla. She's awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to ask her to come on the show when she comes back here. That'd be a good idea. We could have a little Michigan wine episode, change it up. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. So I think we had a one wine episode that ever. Was just, that and was that was just because we, were, we forgot to get beer. <laughs> yeah, that's, we were, that's, that's when we first started. We were like, shit, we forgot to get beer. That something. was like within the first wine. five episodes. <laughs> I think it was shit ass wine. Too. It was terrible. <laughs> it's like barefoot or some shit, probably. Uh, but like, no, I think it was even worse. Oh, no, no it was, was like Franzia. No, like, I, I think it was the shit that Aldi sells. I think it was the, 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 the Aldi wine, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> oh right. man, that's hilarious. Want to go on to uh, some know something new? Yeah, man, let's do that. Something new. Do that. I'll All kick right, it to so you first for something old. Gage, I don't think is aware of this segment. Oh yeah. So, so what explain, we do? Explain it to the people's. And so explain to it to people if your first time listening or for Gage here. So we have this segment called something old, something new. So you take an album that just recently came out, maybe within the past year. Okay. And kind of talk a little bit about it, why you like it, or you can even talk about why you don't like it. Some, yeah. Just something random, and then you take an old album, older than maybe like two years or so, okay. and talk about you know why you like <laughs> it and why you appreciate this, or you know Ooh. something you want to talk about. Okay. All right. So, my, we want to start with old or new? Start with old. Start with old? Oh, man, I wasn't ready for that. All right. <laughs> so, if we're going to start with something old, I really, really want to go into... I actually had it queued up here. I'm going to go with 10 Day Chance to Rapper. Oh, actually, shit. Actually, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I don't want to talk about that. I do because I already mentioned Answer Rap a couple weeks ago. Did I you? already used my chance card. <laughs> so... <laughs> I want to talk about sick, uh, Sickology by T- Tech Nine, actually. Okay. So this is one of my actually was my one of my introduction albums to Tech Nine. Mm-hmm. Like when I, I listened to like say Ever Ready, I think was like the older one I listened to back in the day. Crazy Bone on there, dude. This whole this was before he got like really like big, big like yeah. before Carter Four and everything like that. <laughs> I think my favorite track on there personally was Defun- Dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. It's like shit. I don't know why I was just rat- like randomly listening to it work one day. Like it came on like one of my playlists. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna go back and listen to this album. It was dope. Uh, he was blown away. For instance, he actually mentioned. Um, Tech Nine had this this concert right, mm-hmm. where he was uh he was set to go he was set to be the headliner you no know, Keisha Cole was set to be the headliner, mm-hmm. but then they got bumped and Tech Nine ended up replacing her as a headliner, and then I guess Rock Kim was another person that oh, was supposed Jesus. to headline at that time, nice. and they all Tech Nine got above them, Whoa. like both of them, and That's Keisha crazy. Cole you know this was like prime Keisha Cole so this is like what like two thousand. Nine mm-hmm. when this when this album came out, yeah. and he just talks, and then blown away is actually a, a story about what happened there, like how how they got That's bumped and everything sweet. like that. Because it was a whole thing. It was like Rock Kim was like one of my heroes, and then I feel like really disrespected when he like said something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, then Keisha Cole, you know. Dude, I yeah. like I love always like Keisha Cole's voice, man. But you know, Tech Nine's go. hands down will be one of my favorite rappers of all time, dude. But uh, Sickology 101, Midwest Shoppers 2, Crazy Bone. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Oh, to an- Angelic Tech Nine is probably hands down one of the craziest shows I've seen in any yeah, genre yeah. live. Holy shit. It's crazy because like, yeah. he can do that shit like, very well. Like, it, does, it sounds crystal clear live, too. You know I mean? And he's like one, I think he is the highest toured rapper, period. Yeah, I really? say, yeah. I think so. Because like, he covered, he, he's on the road more than any other rapper, I'm pretty I sure. Because I remember they had, they had that one crazy ass tour when I think it was like the biggest, like longest tour in history. It was like him and MGK were on it. Hmm. And they had like I think out of 365 days they toured like 200 Jeez. or something like that. Something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, well, I guess for mine, I kicked it back. I'm going with some rock music today. Um, <laughs> I kicked it back all the way to March 8th, 1999, when this album was released, and it's um, 
Neon Ballroom by Silverchair. Um, Silverchair is an Australian band that I've been into for a long time. Shout out Stevie T from Dugatron. He's the one that got me into them. In fact, I think for my like some birthday when I was in middle school, he bought me Frog Stomp, which is their first album. Um, but man, I love, love, love Silverchair. They're like, it's, it's fucking crazy to me because they were, let's see. So this album came out in 99. Let me look up just real quick how old Daniel Johns is because they were super young. I want to say that they were 13 years old when they made Frog Stomp, their first album. They won like a battle of the bands thing. Um, let's see, Daniel Johns, um, yeah, they won like a battle of the bands thing, and then like got like a record deal or some shit in Australia, and then started making music. So he was born in '79, and that album came out in '99. So he was just 20 when that when when this Neon Damn, Ballroom dude. came out, and um, it's so good, man. Like to think of that when I listen to the album and I'm thinking in my head that he's 20 years old. I'm like, how did he have this much creativity? <laughs> like when he was that young. Um, it starts off with this like seven minute track called Emotion Sickness that is like still one of my favorite songs. It doesn't even sound old to me. Like it still sounds like amazing and current. Um, but they had like a couple that, that that was the album that they got their success off of though, because they had like real big singles mm-hmm. off it. The anthem of the year two thousand was in it and uh Anna's song were both on it. And um I don't know, man. I was just like it's a really emotional album. And I was kind of in my emotional bag the other day, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go home and emotional rock Silverchair out super hard, you know. So, so that's why I decided to go with that. Um, if you're unfamiliar with the album, Neil started texting like, girls rar. If you're unfamiliar with the album, though, I would definitely go back and uh, peep it. If you're into like kind of heavier, like grungy rock music, um, I mean, they went on to do like it's really weird because they went on. Silverchair disbanded a while ago, but they went on to do an album with Van Dykes Parks, who is a composer who worked with like Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys and like a bunch of other big, big famous names. And they made this like super beautiful album accompanied with a full orchestra. And they actually tried to tour it too, but then Daniel Johns got sick. So that album like kind of fell by the wayside a little bit as far as like how successful they wanted it to become. But like, they have some of the, my favorite music still to this day. And then he went on, after Silverchair broke up, he started making like sort of like pseudo R&B music. And it's like, because he's, he's got an awesome voice. Like, what does pseudo R&B sound like? It's like, it's R&B music, but it still has like elements of like his, like where he comes from, and you know, and like the, the rock stuff is still kind of in there. But I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe. Um, you just have to check it out, I guess. Go, out, go check out Daniel John's solo shit. Um, but yeah, so that's what I had for something old this week. All right. And are you listening yeah. to any old music? Uh, yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like my my heavy rotation, like I have a Spotify account. Mm-hmm. My heavy rotation has got to be all shit that I listened to when I was seventeen years old. <laughs> like, because that's that's like the formative years. I feel like of your music tastes, at least. You're like, yeah, because you're you're nine too, right? I was you I was two thousand ten actually. Oh shit! Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm I'm young. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, I don't feel young anymore. No, I was. I'm 27 next month. Yeah, I was oh, 05, shit. so I got you beat. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. No, so I'm probably gonna have an trouble answering something new because I feel like I always dis like when it comes to liking an entire album, I usually discover it years after it came out. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's that's the problem with me is like I also 
don't have a lot of time to like go through an entire album. I should probably make an attempt at like while I'm driving to work or something to actually listen to an album front to back. Right. um, I think one of the more older albums I've, I've really enjoyed front to back. And so I grew up heavily rock influenced. I was, I was the kid who went to warp tour every year. I went to warp tour. And, uh, and I'll probably get made fun of this, but I was like the two biggest rock bands were Blink One Eighty Two and Green Day. I've seen Blink One Eighty Two live, dude. Yeah, yeah. So Blink Live is amazing. I think like out of out of both, like Green Day was always maybe a little bigger for me. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people would probably say Blink One Eighty Two, but yeah, uh, Dookie. Yeah, that was, oh, Dookie yeah, front that was to back. Nineteen ninety four, dude. Yep. Nineteen ninety four. I think Rolling Stone. They uh they ranked all these pop punk albums, you know the top fifty most influential pop punk albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Right, and Dookie was number one. That's because, crazy. Because it was at that at that point, you know, they didn't really have pop and punk fused in such a manner yet. I feel right. like, and and Green Day really did that. So y- you got singles from that album that are like. You know, you got Welcome to Paradise, Long View, still still in rotation there. Yeah, you hear those? Yeah, the bass line. Right, I know. Love that album. And I, I really loved just about everything Green Day's done. I mean, not much recently. Boulevard of Broken Dreams is still. I kind of feel like listening to Dookie on the way home, dude. That'll take me to like a certain place in life. I I was obsessed with that shit, dude. When that came out, I was like that. The Offspring, Smash, Nirvana, Nevermind, like Soundgarden, Super Unknown. Alice Chain. That old like, time frame. Like, Pearl oh, Jam. Uh, Pearl Jam 10. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I'm with that you. Whole, on that whole, like, grunge, like, pop punk era. You know, yeah. Green oh, Day yeah. is literally named after weed, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. A Green Day is a yeah. day you smoke weed. Oh, no, right? shit. I'm tripping. <laughs> what, was, what was the album that they had? The play it was American Idiot, right? When American they had to play, Idiot. yeah, they Ten had to the play made after. I yeah. did not like yeah. American. That's when my love for Green Day started going down the. That album was great, dude. Did you see the? It was terrible. The play was. Did you see the like? They had that Netflix documentary to play. Yeah. They had a musical based on American Idiot. Yeah, I, don't, I do remember that. I saw yeah. like the behind the scene like Netflix doc when it was when that was a thing like on Apparently Netflix. It, it got good reviews too. Did it? I just hated sure, that single. Good. I don't want to be an American idiot. Oh God. Just supplement all my fuck America. <laughs> they got pretty political at that point too. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Which is like yeah. you're Green Day, dude. Like you literally made an album called Dookie. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that yeah. So, I mean. System of a Down is very political, and they got a song with oh, yeah. vi- violent pornography. Yeah, I mean, yep. <laughs> there's always yeah. deeper meanings behind System of a Down songs. There is I way actually, deeper meanings. I actually just listened to Toxicity all the way through the other Such day. I had that album, album on vinyl. That, that was like literally oh, yeah. one of my favorite albums. Period. <laughs> yeah, I fucking it, love it, Toxicity. It starts off with prison song. Yeah, and they're gonna build a prison. They're gonna build a prison. I love that song. It's so like conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're gonna put everyone. The government's gonna put everyone in jail, and yeah. like. I love I that love he can it. go yeah, from so. like essentially screaming to having like one of the most beautiful voices when he actually like who like, Surge? Yeah, Surge. Yeah, like when he actually sings sings, you're like, oh my god! Like Ariel's is such an awesome. I've heard it that is. song so many times and it never gets old to me. Between him and Darren, guys. Darren does a good voice too. Darren does yeah. have a good voice too, and he yeah. he's a good like. A comp- they like have like a whole like balance between them writing songs too, because I know Darren writes half the songs and Surge write half the songs, but all like I guess like all the rock influenced songs Darren really wrote, all the political charge ones Surge wrote. Didn't the bass player do something really fucked up? 
I don't know. I, don't, I feel like he got in like a standoff with the cops or something like that. Like, a, like I'm, I didn't hear about I that. Could see that I could see it, it happening, either, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't hear about it. It was either the dude from System of a Down, or it was either the bass player from System of a Down or Queens of the Stone Age. Now I that sounds more that. believable. Queens of the Stone Age. It sounds believable for both. I think it was the System of a Down guy. Uh, I don't know. I'll, we can we can you, fact you check. Can, you can so, fact <laughs> check that for sure. So I got a question for you guys. What what's the most recent concert show or festival you guys have been to? The most recent show I went to uh, we'll do was that it Anderson Park. No, I've been to something after that. I went to I got to, oh no, oh, I just went and saw Raylan Baxter in Ann Arbor. But that was a free show um, a couple Thursdays oh, ago. Riff that was pretty sweet. Went to Riff Fest too. Yeah, weeks you went ago. to Riff Fest a couple weeks. What's yeah. that? Riff Fest. So they had like a one on one riff. They had oh, like oh. Shine Down headline, okay. and then Seether was there. Uh, Wilson, Michigan Boys, Pop Evil, mm-hmm. Michigan Boys. Uh, yeah, they, they, all these people like headline and everything. Yeah, like that. it was it was awesome actually. It was at uh, DTE. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just went to uh, Meadowbrook Amphitheater uh, to see. So I won these tickets off the radio, which I never call in to win radio tickets mm-hmm. ever. My first time doing it ever. I get straight through and I win. Yeah, it was at like <laughs> six thirty in the morning. I was driving to work. Yeah, right? but I won these tickets, and they told me they were tickets to go see the Detroit Symphony Orchestra play the music of queen oh, oh shit. Shit. that's like, awesome that's tight was that's it amazing it was incredible because they awesome. so they collaborated that was awesome yeah so they collaborated with this rock band and i swear to god this guy sounded identical to freddie mercury that's great Ooh. dude that's super cool so cool <laughs> i was just e-man knows about this just recently actually yeah and like in over the winter time um, Nas did Illmatic in its entirety with the Detroit Symphony Orchestra playing behind oh, no him. Yeah. It was amazing, dude. It was so, cool. so cool. It was only the second time he'd performed Illmatic in its entirety. The first time was at, I think, Radio City Music Hall in New York. So, like, it was like a really special, cool concert that I'm never going to forget for sure. Yeah, and I'm still mad I didn't go to that one. Yeah. That was one of the ones, you know, the shows that you go to where you're like, all right, I'm going to have fun and just get wasted tonight. And then there's ones where you're like, I'm going to just need to only enjoy have a this because I want to remember this shit. Like, I, I want to remember know, every minute of so this. So I don't have tickets yet, <laughs> but I can probably guarantee you that one show that I'm going to show up just super fucked up at, <laughs> pardon my French, is. Okay, that Lil Wayne and Blink 182 con- oh, is that oh, yeah, dude. It's coming up like this. He, fall. Didn't, he didn't quit the tour, did he? No, I, so he. I saw that. Okay. But I don't think he quit. All right. He, I think he tweeted something out after that that was like, I'm having too much fun with my boys Blink-182. We can't. Oh, yeah. We, we're not going to stop this that. tour or something. I'm surprised what they was the last recorded a song together. Probably it's in the work. I know Travis Barker did some stuff. With oh, him. yeah. Travis Barker. He does some stuff with everybody. All kinds of hip-hop. What was the last concert you were drunk at, actually? Anderson Park. Really? For sure. <laughs> I think Anderson so. Anderson Park? Yeah, okay. I think so. I don't right. think I've, I've only been to, I didn't get drunk at Raylan Baxter. I didn't even drink anything there. Um, I think actually, no, Anderson Park wasn't the last one. I mean, I've gone to some like, there. some like little shows and stuff in Detroit, like clubs and stuff like that, but nothing like, like that's the last big show I was drunk right. at. And I, I wasn't hammered. I, I wanted to remember that one too. Yeah. So, no, I mean, Anderson Park, that dude puts it. on a hell of a show if oh you ever get God, the opportunity. Unbelievable, man. I haven't heard of him until recently. Mm hmm. He's he's just he rap he'll sing everything. he'll just go play drums. He was the one trading off on yeah. the first song we listened to today. That song, by the okay. way, was yeah. uh, YBN or uh, Dad said it was mentioned or that it was uh, produced by J Cole. Was it? Yeah. Wow. So that's pretty cool too. I saw a fun fact about J Cole today, uh, yesterday actually. You know, he graduated high school to four two and then got a full ride scholarship to uh, NCU, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, no, not NCU. Someplace in New York. Oh, did he? Really? It was someplace in New York. 
And he graduated uh, Amanda Come Loud. Jesus. Yeah. Dude, it does not surprise me that that guy is a genius. Yeah. yeah. I mean, At you can all. tell just by like listening yeah. to him. If you ever listen to him in an interview, well, listen to his music, obviously, but you can listen to him in an interview. He's just a really smart, <clears throat> introspective thinker. So shout out J. Cole. But that was a good little healthy conversation on something old. Um, it was. I am going to kick it over to something new, and I only listened to one new album. I, I have several. Um, yeah, you have several. <laughs> so I guess I'll start off then. Um, the only one that I got around to this week was Nas's Lost Tapes, Volume 2. It was so good, dude. Which I want to pull oh, it like, up on here so I can go through the track list oh, a little that bit. Was dope. Dude, it's so good. So if you ha- are not familiar with it, it's not a brand new album. So let me caveat it with that. It's like um, different unreleased tracks or sometimes it'd be verses that they got uh, producers to make new beats to. But it's all stuff. I think that he said it was stuff that was recorded around 2006. Um, so does it really count as a new album? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, guess it doesn't remember technically. When, remember Kendrick did that Untitled Unmastered thing? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. kind of like, I guess Basically, it's like that. Yeah, 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 it's like, and I mean, it's just so, it was all, uh, it's so amazing. I want to play like a little waste. little snippet yeah. and stuff. It starts off with No Bad Energy, which is great. It's like a slower beat, but it's just like, the cool thing about Nas is you could literally have like two drums and like a small bass line and he sounds awesome on oh. it because he's just such a fucking awesome Wait, what song are you about to play? I'm not going to play it. I'm going to oh, say, if well, you do play Jeru's... Uh, the, the the scat rap thing? Yeah, no, dude, I this was is gonna like play scat it. music. You just I, rap I it think over. this one, the <laughs> Vernon family, just the way this sounds is... That's a close second for me. He's just, he's just like so insane. I, I personally think that Nas is the best rapper alive. Um, I mean, you can make the case that it's Jay-Z. You can make the case that it's M. You can make the case for a lot of different people. You can people. make the case for Lil Wayne if you want. You could. Yeah, yeah you could. But um, Nas, man, he just has no signs of slowing down to me, man. Like, he just sounds as good as he did when he was in his 20s and he's like 45, 46 years old now. Like, he's just like... One of my favorites, man. He's always been in my top Neil, five. Please play the beginning of Jeru. <laughs> oh yeah, the, all right. So he basically raps over like scat music. It's kind of ridiculous here. <laughs> That's true. I was playing video games and this shit tripped me out. Everybody's not gonna get you, but keep going. I be cruising forty thousand feet like I'm a Boeing. Doubting me, they said I would have no longevity. Instead, I'm steadily rapping these fundamentals. I assemble these sentences. Cause someone said I've been unadventurous. I've been uninterested. Learning life is what matters. Chill, I'm the humble bragger. I can son a rapper. Every one of you rappers, vomit oaks. I'll be running you rappers. Adios. I don't see none of you rappers. All of y'all under me rappers. I need to golf. Need a day to relax. That's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need. I just wanna play a little snippet and stuff. But I mean, you got beats on here from Pete Rock, Static Selecta, Swiss Beats, The RZA. I mean, it's got everyone who's anyone. I think Large Professor made some of them. I think DJ Premier did some of them. Like Alchemist, Alchemist. Like, dude, it's just crazy how many awesome producers there are. That like. Speaking of Alchemist, what about Alchemist? segue? Did you hear the new EP? 
This oh, came out with just, him and Cool Kids? I, I only listened to like the first track on it. I, it's only three songs. Oh, yeah, okay. That's like one of my something news. It's one of your yeah. something news? Yeah, I mean, that. I love the Cool Kids. Shout out to Chuck English. He's from Detroit, so we always got to rep our hometown guys. But um, yeah, just one last thing about this Nas album. I love Queen, Queen, Queensbridge politics on here, too, where he That's basically just like... First he tells a little story and then he kind of goes into like telling you about some like legends that came out of Queens. He talks about Prodigy from Mob Deep. He talks about some other uh, jazz cats and people that played uh, with the Rolling Stones and stuff. So he's just a great storyteller, man. And like Nas literally needs like he that's like a two drums and a bass line and you're good to go. Like some of the some of the beats are very minimalist on here, but that sound sometimes when Nas works the best, man, is like. Just let him go because he's the the main instrument you want to hear, anyways. But um, yeah, that's it's a sixteen song tra- or sixteen song album. It's about it's actually exactly an hour, I think. Um, it's over on Mass Appeal Records, so go check that shit out. Mass Appeal got a lineup. Dude. I love Mass Appeal. And, and, Davies, yeah. they got Run the Jewels. They and that's got, the other yeah. cool thing too is Nas like Mass Appeal is his own label, so like he's he's got. He owns all his own. They got he, a, I mean, who, he's just like a great example on how, other, how to do hip hop. Who do from Detroit? They got Bodie James. <laughs> oh yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Um, yeah, Dave East is my shit too, dude. Dave East is so good. But anyways, that's my something new. And uh, E Man's got a few, so I'm gonna kick it over I to got him. Quite a few. All right, so you can take mine because I, I, I don't have one. <laughs> I still haven't listened to it all the way. Through I'm gonna yet. talk. I'm just talk briefly about them, and I'll spend detail on one. That's cool. One was a throwback to me because I really haven't heard much from these guys or this guy, I should say, since uh, his release in 2008. Self-titled release, Swayze. Swayze put out an album, bro. <laughs> Beach Boy. It was so good. First track has Cisco, Cisco Adler in it. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's part of it. No, he, no, Swayze is just one guy. But that was like the group was that Swayze. Was, it was, and then they decided not to do the group thing anymore. Swayze was just going to do his own thing. But this particular song, they teamed up. Honestly, more so than their music, I know more from that like MTV show they had together where it was like them like kind of making, like, like it was like a reality ah, show. Ah, yeah, 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 I forgot all about that. Or whatever. They were kind of funny dudes. I never really cared much for the music. I thought that Corona and Lime song was lame you as You can be my <laughs> Corona and Lime. She was buzzing all over me. Yeah, that buzzing all over me wasn't too bad. No, nah, bro, I, I fuck with Swayze heavy. Anyway, I'm so happy to hear them back, man. Uh, opens up with like this kind of like this beach vibe song called Perfect Wave uh-huh. it's really good and he t- kind of talks about you know his life as a father and everything like that yeah. and how it's kind of life changed a little bit uh, Peach he talks about uh, you can be my peach to my Mario as <laughs> I make like a little nerd reference shout out to them for that <laughs> Helen Keller is a great track I mean I love this project completely man to be honest nice. with you it was I'll give it a listen. I, it's definitely worth a listen. Second one I touched on a little bit earlier was that Cool Kids Alchemist yeah. collab EP, yeah. the three song EP, was great. Shout you know, shout Chuck English for being a Michigan boy or Detroit yep. boy specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that Alchemist was cool. is one of the greatest producers of all time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not even gonna debate that at all, man. Uh, my the album I spent the most with, I would say between Lost Tapes, I spent a lot of time with. We touched on that already, mm-hmm. though, so we already covered that. One we didn't touch on, I spent a lot of time with. It's the Maxo Cream album. Oh actually. yeah, you were telling me about that. Uh, I've like never it? heard this guy until actually this album. He has like a good repertoire. Actually, mm-hmm. he has like four or five other projects on here. Uh, he signed with RCA, so you know he's label mates with all the ASAP Boys and. All these other school, not school boy Q, but like a bunch of other people like around that era. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean he's got some heavy hitters on this. Travis Scott, Megan Thee Stallion, Schoolboy Q, ASAP Ferg. Yeah, hmm. this dude, I've, he's been around for a minute, man. Kind of just talk about like you know life growing up and everything like that, and 
just shit with his life. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I, I fuck with this album heavy. Nice. I think my favorite track was probably Drizzy Draco. Okay. And he was like, yeah, that song has nothing to do with Drake, but. <laughs> <laughs> Pray to the Dope was dope. Derry Ashford Bastard. He actually talks a lot about his father and everything like that. Like his father was, he, he knew his father and he loved his father, but his father spent most of his life in jail, like mm-hmm. most of his childhood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they weren't really close until they got older and all that. Yeah. I mean, so really, and then he, you know, how he kind of went to go on the same path, like, you know, you know fucking typical hood shit i would say right but no i, I fuck with the album heavy dude nice. I got, I i'm, I'm a fan sure. yeah that one, I, I, I did see that on there and I was uh like, yeah maxo cream brandon banks nice uh and then a little bit i actually listened to the flaming lips new album too just randomly any good i listened to the first five songs it was all right yeah <laughs> be honest with you it I'll, was be all right. I'll be honest man i think wayne Coin is like he just annoys the shit out of me, man. I don't know why. Like I used to like a lot of the Flaming Lips music back in the day, but like something about his like his desire to try to like stay relevant by hanging out with like young tweens like Miley Cyrus and shit is just so weird to me. Um, I don't know. I'm uh, that's all I got to say. I mean, look at (laughs) Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney like does shit with like Kanye a lot. He collabed with him on a song. He did collab on a couple songs. Couple, Yeah. yeah. That's not, that's not the exact same thing as what I'm saying. Like they're not like, like hanging out on, together, like, the same like, circles and anything yeah. like that. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I just find Wayne Coyne to be kind of like pompous, kind of like uh, Morrissey from the Smiths. Pompous, as in we're talking on a scale from one to uh, what's his what's what's his nuts from Michigan, the really right wing dude. Uh, I forgot his name. <laughs> Kid, Kid Rock. That's that. No, not Kid Rock. Kid uh, Rock's a dickhead too. But um, well, you're talking uh, about Ted Nugent. Yes, Ted Nugent. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Ted Nugent's as pompous of an asshole as you can. <laughs> he, I mean, I don't even take anything he says seriously because he's so fucking out of his mind. He's just a total dumbass, and it's really annoying too because like. Ted Nugent has some amazing music. Like, he really has some amazing music. But then you, like, hear him speak and you see him talk about, like, if Obama's elected, like, it is gone. I'm going to be in jail and all this. I'm like, God, Ted Nugent, just shut up. Oh just God. put a muzzle on. You're so dumb. <laughs> he really is. Stranglehold is an amazing song. I'll listen to that all day long. But then I'm like, shit, I haven't this is to Ted his music. Nugent. <laughs> Can't go sign any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just illegally download all this shit. <laughs> just, just to spite him. I mean, not really. I'm pull not going to do that. I'm going to say pull up some LimeWire type shit. <laughs> get a burner PC. Kid Rock's just as big of a douchebag, too, though. Like, how are you going to be like back Trump and. And right wing politics when you like got your career started through hip hop. Like that is so trash to me. And then you like abandoned it in one country. If I ever hear pictures with him and Cheryl Crow again, I might throw up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for something old or something new. Let's <laughs> yeah. just wrap it up. That was, a good one. That one, up that was right one of the yeah. best something old something news we've had in a while because yeah, that agreed. was almost literally the whole episode, like talking about the new shit and old shit. So I like that. Um so we're going to move on to, we have another segment on the show that we do called This Day in Music, where we talk about something that happened. It's, it's usually just a small thing that I read off. Something that happened on this day. This a day in oh, nice. music. Um, in music. So the one that I had picked for today, I if love I E-Man's find intros. It. <laughs> <laughs> How we announce We don't have sound segment. clips, so I have to do everything. You need one of those beat pads with your <laughs> voice so pre-recorded. Voice. So this was the one that I picked up for today. Uh, it was... Johnny Cash in 2003 picked up six nominations at the MTV Music Video Awards for his remake of the Nine Inch Nails oh. Hurt uh, song, oh. which if you're unfamiliar with that version oh of it, God. it's like 
I think Trent Reznor went on record saying that he's like, nope, that's Johnny's song now. He's like, that's exactly. not even my shit anymore. He's it, like, that's that his song. That song was like <laughs> meant to be mm-hmm. sung by Johnny Cash. I and think. It, it literally chills you to the bone, too, because his wife, June Carter oh. Cass, had just died like before he had made that Did song. Did she really? And, yeah, so like, you can just oh like feel god. the emotion in it. Like, oh god, that's such a great song. And you listen to the Nine Inch Nails version, and you're like, wait, this is... It's it's almost like Johnny Cash did the original, yeah, yeah. right? And that whole album, I forget the name of the album specifically, where he does a bunch of covers, like he does Depeche Mode, Your Own Personal Jesus, with John yeah. Frusciante playing guitar on it. <clears throat> um, but that song specifically, man, oh, it's just did so you see like the video? The, the video is super oh, emotional makes you too. Cry, and I even remember watching that. So that was two thousand three. I was a junior in high school, um, maybe a sophomore actually, but yeah, sophomore. We got one more. Uh, anniversary i would hold say. on one like sec I, real quick okay. um all right so i remember watching that live that vmas or whatever and justin timberlake actually won for that not johnny cash and justin timberlake went up on stage and he was like nope this goes to really? johnny cash he's like i want really? to give this award to johnny cash he's like i'm a tennessee boy i grew up listening to johnny wow. cash's music there's no way my song is better than his that's beautiful. he's like this he's like this is this goes to johnny cash i don't i can't remember if johnny was in the audience <laughs> or if he was watching from home because at that time he was pretty old too. he was a few years away yeah. from yeah he had away. passed away a few years after that you're right um, walk the but line. But I just thought that was a pretty interesting thing that that happened. When did Walk the Line day? come out? Oh my God! Was after he alive he died, when it came right? out? Yeah, uh, I thought it was after he died. It was around. It might have been after he died. <laughs> that Man, was a great Joaquin movie. Like when it was getting developed, he might have been in. Can we talk about how good of an actor Joaquin Phoenix is? He's gonna be Jesus the new, mis- the new Mr. Well. J. Yeah. He's, he's sung, sung John well. Cash he's well. Singing well. He, I mean, he played that role. He's awesome in I have all a thing for like. I love when actors like they do biopics and stuff like that. They actually perform in music. Like uh. Like Jamie, with, with uh, what's his face that just came? Taron Edgerton just did with uh, Elton John. Yeah, he performed on Jamie Foxx yeah. as Ray Charles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jamie yeah. Foxx, dude. Did you ever hear how he prepared for Ray Charles? No. He had his eyes surgically glued shut for three months to like try to live the no. life of a blind. That sounds person. crazy. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Foxx, <laughs> I some love method that acting man. shit. Yeah, oh, dude. Man. Jamie Foxx is the shit, man. You ever seen Collateral Damage? That movie's so goddamn good. Him and Tom Cruise, where Tom Cruise is like a like a hitman dude. And Jamie Foxx is a cab driver, and he picks up uh, Tom Cruise's character, and like ends up having to be like involved in this thing with him. Like Tom Cruise basically puts a gun to him and was like, "You need to take me to all these spots." You know what I mean? Right. And it's kind of about him like helping him, but trying to get trying to get away from him at the same time. That's a great fucking movie. <laughs> I don't like Tom Cruise a whole lot, but that's a great movie. He can act. He really oh. can. He's a wacko, but he can act. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll say what? it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Nine Inch Nails, and that just brought something to my mind. Here's something new I can add on. Oh okay. shit! Okay. Right. Um, so I don't know if you guys are into Black Mirror. I do. I, was, the I, Netflix do. I fucking love. Black I love Mirror. Black Mirror, dude. It's, I was a little disappointed with this new season. So like, was I. Was three episodes, and I only liked like one out of the three. The Anthony Mackie one was dope. That was my yeah. favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. But so they they finished the season poorly with that Miley Cyrus episode. That's what I said. And so they have a song. She she sings a song called "I'm on a Roll" or yeah. something. I'm on a roll. Yeah. yeah. That is a ripoff of Nine Inch Nails' "Head Like a Hole." Is it oh, really? Head like it a is. hole. I didn't even think oh about shit! Right. Thank you. Oh, you control. <laughs> oh my and, god! And what's I've funny, never even thought about that. That's funny. What's sure. funny is in the credits for that episode. She does like a live cover of that song on stage, and it's like, 
it's like they're basically saying, yeah, Ashley O or whatever her character was yeah. ripped off of that song. <laughs> That's so they're at, they're at least coming out and saying, yeah, right. we just rewrote lyrics to so this I, nine. Inch so I guess song. it is like pretty truthful to how pop music is <laughs> recycled, right? <laughs> Lots of ripoffs. I there. wonder if Trent Reznor got paid out for that. Dude, he probably that did, guy's man. a genius. <laughs> Trent Reznor's <laughs> awesome. I love that. Not only does he make amazing music with Nine Inch Nails, but like all the movie scores he's been doing with Atticus yes. Ross are just so the Social good, Network, man. like the Social Network. He did the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yes, he. Uh, I think he did some of the um, the shit for uh, what was the one with Kevin Spacey or the political show on Netflix? Um, House of Cards. House of Cards. Okay, did some of the stuff for that. Um, I know he's he's just brilliant, man. He he's is. a brilliant dude. He's done a lot of cool work with like Queens of the Stone Age too. A lot of like producing and shit on their last album. So, wow. Shout out to you know Charles. what else? Uh, Sweat's like a you, son of a bitch live. You ever seen like any performances of his? No. He gets. It looks like he just got out of a swimming pool by the time he's done performing. <laughs> he's just like soaked. But my God. <laughs> you ever see? You know what? Uh, what song that's a huge hit right now that was a Nine Inch Nail sample? And mm. A lot of people don't even know it. Mm. Old Town Road. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Old Town Road was a as a that intro Nine Inch Nail that. sample. Ding. Oh, the guitar that's, uh, in the beginning? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, uh, 34 Ghosts. Four. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, so he's getting hella royalties off of that right now. Oh, like, you're probably loving every minute of it, dude. <laughs> no they're way. Like, all these remixes that are coming out, too. That blows my mind. Apparently, there's yeah. supposed to be a remix coming out of it with, with uh, Dolly Parton and Megan oh, Thee Stallion. God. <laughs> that's a hell of a combination right there. <laughs> that's a wacky combination, I think bro. Lil Nas X is just like committed to like re- remaking that song a million times. So Shit, I would. It's famous forever. Get your money. I would do it until the money stops coming in for sure. Uh, I was going to touch real, real quick on this day in music. Uh, yesterday was actually the eighth anniversary of the passing of Amy Winehouse. I oh, yeah. saw yeah. that, dude. And she is literally R. my... I think that might be my favorite female musician of all time. So and soulful, she has, man. Like, 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 she only has two albums, like Frank and Back to Black. Black to Black. Um, but holy shit, man. Love is a losing game. Uh, Wake, Up Alone. Wake Up Alone is so fucking good. That album is just... Her voice to me is like it's just perfection, dude. Like if she would have been able to like keep her shit together a little bit, she could have gone on to be like just a total absolute. Like, she's already a legend in my eyes, but like think how many more music she was. Twenty seven when she died. Yep, right. twenty seven. That sucks. And the, I, the I, ones die young. Yep, dude. That, that documentary right. makes me really sad too because you just realize how much her father took advantage of her career. Like. She was like crying out for help, and he just was like, "No, nah, you're fine. Just keep going. Keep making the I music." I had to say it, of, like, but it's just typical of story. Her, it was like he just helped her self destruct, really. So it's just really. I sad. had to say it. It's a typical story, though. I know, yep. man. It's crazy. So you many your own kids. So for here, money, here's you know? a story about. So my year in L.A., I worked with quite a few different people, but uh, there's one sad story that stuck out. Um, there was this. She was 16 w- when I was recording her, but okay. uh, I met her through a series of shows I was going to. Mm-hmm. She was at a couple shows, and you know I'm always trying to get new clients to work with. And I actually like liked, you know, what she was doing. So I, I gave her like my contact info, and I'm like, hey, if you ever want to work on music or anything, let me know. And uh, her mom reached out and contacted me, um, and apparently they just had a ton of money, and she wasn't she wasn't the best singer. Mm-hmm. but it was one of those like kind of like dark side of Hollywood. Like her mom just like filled her head with like, you're going to be a star one day. Oh, like, yeah. Music is what you were supposed to do. You sound just like Christina Aguilera. Yeah. And they paid me a lot of money uh-huh. 
to record her a ton and it was like a great paycheck for me personally yeah, yeah, yeah. right and it was it was a bit sad because she she could be tone deaf at times mm-hmm. and it's not as an audio engineer or you know just someone who's supposed to be recording her um it's not my place to be like you suck right right <laughs> you know yeah. it's just my job to record her make her sound best as possible um, and then slide the auto tune up a little. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it was it was a great paycheck while I was living in LA, like third most expensive place in the country. Yeah. Know? Right. Um, but it it was a bit sad yeah. because you could tell like her mom was just blowing like, you you know how some people like, if you're a music producer or audio engineer, they'll come to you and be like, yeah, this artist, if you work with them. It's gonna do stuff for your mm-hmm. career. Oh yeah! I wow. can't tell you how many times I've heard that shit, mm-hmm. and it, it was just a bit sad because it was totally man. It, it was a, you know what that is? It's like those moms that like never uh, got the success they wanted when they were young. They're living so through their kids, to, right? Like, make it happen for it's like those kids. football dads, yeah. football dads, football dance, dance moms, dance moms, dance moms, moms, right. moms. Like shit's crazy, man. It was a bit sad. That is sad. But you know what, E-Man, you just changed my mind. I was going to play, I'll start the podcast with it next week because I definitely want people to hear it. Um, our boy Paris from Speak Mahogany um, also has a solo career as a rapper. Beats and Brews Invisible. Yeah, he's been on the show. He's a great dude. A uh, friend of ours um, just put out a new track. Um, let me, actually, I wanted to, I'll, I'll look up the track next week. But he's got a new single out. Uh, I think it's called Elastic, actually. I, I've seen it. I haven't heard it yet. I listened to it today, and it's really Shots awesome. Paris, Paris is so talented, yet. man. I love his flow. Dude, I think he's super, super, super I talented. can't wait for the track we have. <sighs> oh, I can't wait out. for people to hear that, too. Oh, it's like one of my favorite ones some, you've done in yeah. a long time. Him and Johnny. Shout out Johnny Morris, too. We're going to get him back on the show. Actually, I talked to him today about spitting a freestyle when he comes back, and Johnny? he said he was super down oh, with that shit, hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, shout out Johnny. Shout out Paris. Deontay Visible. You should go check him out on the streaming platforms. He's got some music out with them. And then he's also working with Speak Mahogany, which is like a jazz hip-hop fusion Dude's band. He's a badass like really bass amazing. player as well. He is a badass yeah. bass player too. Um, but anyways, so I was going to end it with that, but I'll start the podcast with it next week. And instead, I got something you can end with. I was going to go with Amy Winehouse because oh, we were just yeah. talking about go it. Go for it. Um, what were you going to end it with though? Curious. I, I was going to say Trent. Reznor's in the hall of the Mountain King. That'll come from the Social Damn. Network. I'm gonna put that on next week. Can we, too. Can we okay, toast right. up to that one? Yeah, so we, I actually like that song a lot. We too, can definitely yeah. toast up to that. Just one. for you, Gage, we're okay, gonna toast up right. to that one next week. Or but, let's um, just play it after the podcast. Oh I yeah, we, to I mean we're gonna listen to it regardless. <laughs> right, like right, off right. air, we're gonna listen to it regardless. So, yeah. So I think I'm gonna go with "Love Is a Losing Game" on this one because I just Great song. that song is okay. amazing and Amy Winehouse is the best. Rest in peace. I wish you were still here. You're my favorite. Good night, everybody. Peace. See ya. Are you out?